0: Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello, and welcome to episode number nine of the WP Builds Podcast. My name's Nathan Wrigley from Picture and Word a small web development company company should I say in the northeast of England and I'm joined by David Wormsley hi david hello i'm david wormsley from
1: davidwormsley.com Yeah, you you don't normally say that, David. That's very good. Um, I don't. I I know. I always shy away from that for some reason. We're talking today about promotion, actually. (laughs) So, So perhaps I need to overcome this fear of promoting myself.
0: Yeah, actually, do you know, that is a good point. Right at the offset... I think it would be interesting to note that both David and I are – shy is not the right word, is it? Because here we are doing a podcast and putting ourselves out there. But I think it's fair to say that we're both a little bit um, reserved when it comes to bigging ourselves up or trying to to make ourselves sound like experts. I think we're doing this because we enjoy it. Um, yes but that that is an interesting piece of psychology the fact that both of us have these feelings and yet here we are (laughs) making a podcast (laughs) about promoting a web design business (laughs) i I think it comes
1: down to a basic fear that we're going to get caught out one day we will We really don't know our stuff no
0: that's true (laughs) yeah yeah the imposter syndrome thought yeah Yeah. well there's a there's a certainly there's an awful lot of that on the internet excuse me Okay, let's uh, quickly, very, very quickly do the news. Um, So, number one is there is a, a really very clever phishing attack which is being exploited upon users of Google's Gmail. I'll put the link in the show notes, but needless to say, there's a very, very clever technique where normally if you receive a phishing email or something like that you might glance up at the url bar in chrome or one of the browsers that you choose to use and you would notice that the the domain that you're visiting looks suspicious it might say www.goo with four o's dot l or it might say uh Google or something like that and you would spot immediately that there's a problem however this this technique manages to retain the correct url although it does inject something in the beginning um, and so it has actually caught some experts out it's caught out people who you would imagine wouldn't be caught out um I think rather than me explaining it, go and read it yourself on the Wordfence blog because they do a far better job. But it, but it is interesting and it's yet another attack vector. Um, and Google have have already said they're probably not going to fix it because it isn't a fault; it's just a feature. Um, anyway, go and have a look. The next one is SiteGround, a very very popular. Budget, I guess is the right word, um, Host, which a lot of people use for WordPress installs, has decided as of some point in the near future that they're going to encrypt connections. In other words, they're going to use the Let's Encrypt certificates by default. They're not, I think, going to allow you to choose. It's going to be switched on by default. So it's yet another indication of the web sort of going um, encrypted, which is a, a good thing in my mind. Uh, tied into Did you that. Did see... Go on, sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I was just wondering
1: if you saw what happened to us SiteGround users uh, just actually in the new year because they switched us all without our consent to uh, uh, to let's equip certificates. So they, that.
0: they switched them all mm. on
1: by default? Yeah, suddenly we just discovered that we got them all turned on on our sites. Accidentally? It's like, Ooh. Well, no, they did it on purpose. They. I, I missed an email even telling me this. I only right. got it actually from the Beaver Builder Facebook group as I get all my information. But yeah, somebody – and I realized, yes, they've been t- – we could easily turn them off again, so it wasn't such yes. a big deal. Yeah, there, there a bit of a, a- Yeah, it was a bit of a liberty to just turn them on, you know, um, yeah. because it breaks sites, doesn't it? And you've got two versions before you've corrected – before you've redirected, you've got two versions of your site out there, one broken and one not.
0: Yes, I suppose it would have been better to uh, – have an opt-in process rather than just blanket i think they're probably ultimately two years from now that probably will have been the right decision but now it mm. seems a bit yeah it seems a little bit hitting a knot with a hammer doesn't it um uh, and yeah it does break things especially if you've got sort of hard-coded urls which are just http colon forward slash and so on Oh, right, that's interesting. Anyway, they've decided to make that a matter of any new domain will receive this treatment from now on, so at least they're being explicit for new customers. Um, Again, connected, it all seems to be security-related with me, but there you go, that's probably my prejudice. Um, As of the very end of this month, so the, the 1st of February, let's call it, sites used by Google Chrome are going to show not secure on login pages and pages which handle payments and things like that when you are using a non-HTTPS connection. So just something to watch out. If you haven't yet made the switch, find out about Let's Encrypt uh, Google C- uh, Certbot and uh, go and get yourself straightened out because there will be a penalty fairly soon. And Another security one, and now I am not going to be able to pronounce the the second name correctly, but I'm going to give the first name a go. Aaron Campbell replaces Nikolay Batchiski as WordPress's Mm -hmm. security czar. In other words, we've now got a new steady hand trying to make WordPress as secure as possible. seems to have lots and lots of the right credentials. So hopefully, going forwards, he will... um, have our backs basically make sure that wordpress is being updated and kept kept secure so that we can sleep easy at night because it's a horrible feeling waking up in in the middle of the night to find out your site has been hacked right news over david should we move on to the the main section of the podcast yes so we
1: are talking today we don't know where this is going to go this might turn into two episodes because big topic we're talking about promoting a web design business so
0: We've really got a list again, haven't we? Yeah, it's a good list, actually. <laughs> I quite like the list approach. Incidentally, I was in the Facebook group already this morning, and uh, mm. it was quite interesting to decide whether you are a web designer, a web developer, a mm. web builder, uh, whatever that means. But we'll, we'll go with web design, meaning you have a company that creates websites, whether you're a developer or not. I, I guess the end product is still largely the same. Um, so, yeah, the list, how... I think maybe if we just sort of say that here are some ideas of how you might promote a web design business. I've tried some of them. David's tried some of them. Um, I've tried a few of them, but I certainly haven't tried all of them, but I know they exist. My, the, the biggest way that I've been able to promote my business is by not promoting it at all, actually, is by word of mouth. People who have used my service before, I've built them a website and they've kindly um, spoken to their friends about it so when they've overheard a conversation you know I need a new website they've referred me that that is without doubt my biggest source of new business do you do you find the same thing yeah well
1: fortunately somebody's getting most of my work so Mm. I haven't got so much of that but yeah I do that that is really all my contacts so Even aside from somebody else getting my work, I I still get that through word of mouth. But you know what, this first one is probably key to this whole conversation because I think there's a bit of a a conundrum with promoting yourself because I do find that the people I used to follow who started blogs and promoted their work as a web designer, if they were successful at promoting, they got caught up in the promotion routine and often sort of diverted their way out of doing the web design thing. <laughs> and then we've got the other people who don't do anything and then they rely on the word of mouth. But they have that issue, don't they? Where if they're not out there promoting themselves for new work, um, they're, they're going to have those sort of peaks and troughs. They're going to have quiet moments where work's not going to come in. So, you know, a lot of this is finding the balance, isn't it? As we go through all the ideas for promoting your business and, and, and ultimately, how much you need to be involved on a hands-on, you know, how much time you have for each of these things.
0: Yeah, there seems to be sort of like an evolution, doesn't there, where people who Mm. are solo um, freelancers like me, um, Mm. when they become successful, which uh, Mm. (laughs) I I am not, um, you know, when they get to the point where they are, uh, I I guess they've promoted themselves out of existence as a web developer in a way, they kind of then Mm. move on to just promoting things um yeah it's a really interesting transition it's not one I'm I don't I don't think I'm going to be prepared to make that one I really enjoy doing web design work um never say never and all of that but I I really do like it and I I think for me if I was to become um more focused on promoting it would be to keep this this business of mine going and possibly get some employees on board that kind of thing but I, I, I I, I, like I say, never say never. Who knows what's going to happen in a few years' time?
1: Um, yeah. Of course,
0: there's always the there's always the ad platforms. That's a a, a very straightforward, simple way to get yourself into um, into people's you know consciousness. Facebook ads, um, Google ads. I know LinkedIn have a platform for doing advertising. I've I have used Facebook ads once for my own business. I've used Google ads oh half-heartedly i don't do the um I, I don't do all the metrics and the tracking and all of the conversion tracking and all of that which i know is possible and probably would be fairly straightforward if i spent the time on it but i have spent money I, i'm not really convinced for me it works that well um is this anything you've you've done no, no. Well, I, I played around with
1: both those ads for another business, which was an e-commerce business. And yep. just because yeah, I had free Google ads a couple of times. So I used them all up and uh, and I tried a few Facebook ads really to get people to come into our Facebook page at that time. But there wasn't any. You see, I did it badly. I think the thing is, if you do these things well, you have landed pages and you really craft your adverts to get people to take one action don't you
0: that's right I mean I remember having this conversation a few weeks probably a couple of months ago now where I was really disparaging about the landing page those kind of things I, I really do struggle mm. with um, and as I don't really have a, a, a product that's you know got some sort of shelf life or something that's I don't know like an ebook or something I don't push anything yeah. like that particularly um, I don't tend to use landing pages so no. yeah, I, I, I'm not very good at that side of things. I've used it. it; it hasn't sort of suggested to me that it's been very beneficial. So I, I haven't spent um, a great deal of time in those platforms and worked out how they work. But um, so, but I, I could, and I probably should. I was going to ask you: Did you? This is Pitch and Word. Did you actually put
1: actual ads for just general web? design services
0: yeah what i decided to do when i did it i geo fenced it so i i picked an area because for me my business is is mostly local um i've that's not entirely true i've got several clients dotted around the uk but on the whole i tend to it tends to be local businesses like i say because of this word of mouth and the people who live near me tend to be the ones that spread that word of mouth so i ring fenced it I put a sort of 50-mile boundary, which from where I'm living catches a couple of big cities like Newcastle and York and Leeds and Hull. Um, Mm. And so, yeah, that's the way I did it. And I decided that I would go for specific keywords related to web design, web development, um, also targeted on a particular city. So I might have had web development York or web development Leeds. Um, But I wasn't very, very careful to monitor it. Um, and I didn't put a high daily spend on it, so even if it wasn't um, giving me a great deal back, I yeah. I realised I wasn't losing a great deal of money. But it definitely did have because I, you know, I do ask those questions at the time of, um, at the time of onboarding people. How did you hear about me? And, and a, f- a few times I got it was from you know Google and and, and then I, was it was an advert. Yeah, I think it was an advert. And so it it definitely paid itself. I think really because the cost of those adverts is so low. You don't, mm-hmm. you know, it only takes a couple of projects to come through and you've paid paid it off for several years, really. So the barrier is very low. Um, mm-hmm. Another one I've got here, which has been successful for a few people in my area doing what I do, is actually just like n- local newspapers, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, putting a full-page advert in a local newspaper. The demographic where I live, there is quite a high take-up on the paper. It's It's not daily, it's a weekly thing. But it sells very well, um, and as a result, it gets quite a lot of eyeballs, and you know it's very, very locally targeted. So that has proven to be worthwhile for a few local people. I've never done it, but,
1: um, yeah. Oh, right. Do you do um, – That's one thing that I always thought that the, the person I work with who gets me a, the majority of my work, small uh, jobs really, which are in the area where I used to live in Lincolnshire. But – she actually, I always think she misses a trick because she does so many other services online. She does, you know, other groups and stuff, um, but she doesn't actually promote herself very well. So she doesn't really put enough stuff in her emails that says I do this, and uh, she doesn't mention what she does in her Facebook groups that she manages. And I think she's really missing a, an opportunity. Do you do you make sure that you try and get that kind of stuff? So when you send any email, you've got.
0: Yeah, I've I've kind of shifted a, a little bit. For the longest time, I I actually have I use um, Google Apps in order to send emails, so they come through Google's servers. And I've got a Chrome extension called Wise Stamp, which uh-huh. enables me to inject into my emails whichever account I decide to send from, um, at some sort of footer. So it injects, for example, my telephone numbers and a a photograph, you know, an image of my company logo and things like that. But it also has some quite sophisticated features like it'll inject the latest blog post um, as a link. And you can inject things like calendar events and things. And I have in the past, I have um, promoted little parts of my business. For example, I run a uh like a very 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 slimmed down service it's a bit like mailchimp it's a mass email send, sending service called emaily and mm-hmm. i've i've promoted that through there I, I i don't really know because i'm not tracking the metrics i just use it as a way of keeping the keeping that bubbling so i do i do do things like that but more recently um since we started this podcast i've actually stripped out all those adverts and i've just been pushing the podcast <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So it actually says WP Build. I think it says something like, here's where else you can find me or something. And what I'm trying to do there really is, is definitely promotion, but it's not promotion to sell a product. It's promotion to um, massage QDOS, really. It's a way of sort of yes. giving me authenticity. And I think as the podcasts, as the podcast, the episode numbers increase and we get to 20 or 30 or 40, and we've been doing it for one or two years. That will be quite powerful. Yes. Well, we hope it might just actually exactly the opposite. Yeah. Well, it's just done nothing for either of us. It's turned us into pariahs and proven us to both be liars pathologically. <laughs> <laughs> the the other thing that some of my local um friends do is that we've actually got a a rugby club um and they've put hoardings on the pitch and we get really good crowds rugby's a real thing in yorkshire um Mm -hmm. and we've also got cricket grounds and things and it's very cheap to put an advert in those places and it just sits there it's static but it does get seen by thousands of people each month Uh, again i've never done that um it's not, it's not free, and it's, but it's not expensive. And I've never, never taken the trouble to have a somebody create a hoarding for me. You know, they're like ten foot long by about three foot high or something. Um, but that's a really interesting idea, one that maybe I should explore at some point.
1: It is interesting with this local stuff because my brother does something like this. I think he buys the shirts or something for some local football team or something, yep. which yep. has his advertising on and that kind of stuff. And of course, it's stuff I've never even thought about because I'm so focused online that i forget uh, about the kind of the the traditional stuff particularly for local work i think
0: i think it's very hard for a one-man band like me to bridge the gap to be a not one-man band i think that's probably the biggest hurdle is getting to Mm. the point where you can have somebody worry about those things for you um Mm. you know and when you've got a marketing person who is dedicated to doing those things. There's actually quite a lot of marketing people who are freelancers, so you can sort of like hire them by the hour. So I I wouldn't actually need a dedicated marketing person, but I think it's quite difficult to get across Mm. the finer points of your brand and exactly what it is that you want to sell without giving up lots of your time and essentially doing it yourself, but getting somebody else to do it for you, if you know what I mean. You'd have to talk all of the steps through to them, and by the time you've done that, you might as well have done it yourself.
1: Mm. I mean, something I've heard about people doing, so I won't mention the person who mentioned it, but they, it's, you know, it wasn't done with the intention of promoting their business particularly, but they open up other Facebook groups, which are for people with, you know, a certain interest that they're also interested in. And by being the administrator for that group and bringing in some people about that, it gives them an, an opportunity as things turn out naturally to 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 mention what they do to people who probably might need those services so it's a kind of indirect marketing you know just making those just basic networking online which you can do so easily these days I think with Facebook if you've got other interests
0: yeah I think the, the the wonderful thing about the internet is and and doing the job that we do is that you don't have to be local that's the coincidence of my business but yeah that's that's a really good idea uh, for me that would be a time hog that i i mm. personally couldn't probably swallow um mm. i've decided that my time hog is going to be this um so there's another one you know making a podcast and then curating a facebook group or having a i don't know some forum that you run or manage or maintain or 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 be a very very active participant of that that's something that I've decided to sort of stay away from. I do get involved quite a bit with the Beaver Builder group. I know that you've you've dedicated over the years many more hours than I have. So presumably that's that's something. Do you see that as a marketing thing, or are you just genuinely being always helpful? <laughs> well, I'm not always that helpful, but I, I, I it's just
1: an addict really. In that case, mm. and nothing's nothing was planned. I've never. Mm. I never really thought about marketing in that way. I mean, I justify some of the things we're doing, like this podcast and videos, and spending much time in there. You know, if I try and say what well, I'm doing, well, it's you know it's increasing my network, and but it's a justification that comes after, I think.
0: Yeah. Did did you have you ever got um, somebody phoning you or emailing you from, let's say, the Facebook group of Beaver Builder, looking yes. looking for you to do things? Looking for you to yeah. to
1: do some work. Yeah, a couple of uh, things have come through. Um, and in fact, somebody has shared one of my videos on their blog, and because I actually haven't put a contact on my blog <laughs> on on purpose, because at the moment I don't want to work because I've got my own plans and and enough work for the moment, so I've kept that. But through somebody else's blog, I got a little bit of work, and I did it for them. It was a small job. So, yeah, but I also occasionally I've been contacted by somebody who sounding me out for some potential work in the future, um, but I've not taken it up because because of my own plans so yeah so yeah it's a good thing to do
0: it's an unexpected consequence of being helpful isn't Mm. it you you Mm. are gonna get the odd thing even if you don't um even if you don't intend it that way I suppose that the funny thing about that beaver builder group is that it is largely frequented by people who already do what we do um Mm. I guess there'll be a handful of people well that could be 30 percent 50 percent I don't know but it seems like the conversation is usually along the lines of this thing has gone wrong or I can't quite work out this little thing. Uh, it's not yes. normally, oh, help, I haven't a clue what I'm doing. Please build me a website. You don't usually get that, do you? <laughs> no. So, well, I, you
1: know, as I say, a couple of
0: people have just
1: said, that, you know, they've got a project on where they. Yep. Were, uh, I got asked if some, you know, if I'd do some, uh, because I did a, a demo which slipped out, which was just for my private work, which I shared just as an example for something, and it had some if you like, some test designs I did. And, you know, somebody, a couple of people actually said, you know, would you do some designs like this for a project I'm working on? Mm. And that was really nice because I didn't think much of my design. So it was nice to get asked.
0: Did that ever, (laughs) did that then make you think, okay, there's an avenue for me in the future? Or was did that just, it was just a moment in time and you thought, oh, that was nice. That was nice that people recognize what I did. Or did it then turn you into, you know, thoughts of, oh, well, I should do more of that and I I will do more of that because clearly that's something that's marketable. I didn't actually, though,
1: no. because in a way, these were just as a way of getting my customers for my future plans. These were example, if you like, um, yeah. designs, because my problem is with working largely for somebody else's business. They're not really my designs. So I don't really have a portfolio I can show off. So when somebody wants to see work, I have to kind of create some uh, templates of the kind of work that, you know you, you get. So these are examples that people could use for themselves. And, I see. Yeah. You know, in Beaver Builder. So, mm. but no, I didn't think of it as a route for me because it takes me so long to be honest to come up with these designs anyway that I didn't fancy the idea of. Mm. Uh, I'm not a designer, you know. So I, you know, I'm okay at it, but it's not my primary, the primary thing I do
0: i guess I guess if you were a, a thoroughbred marketer and that was your mm. reason to live you probably would have jumped upon that and thought, oh there's a niche there there's a there's a thing two people have called me up there's a there's a product to be had there or there's a there's I, I must push more content in what whatever way possible um whereas I think both of us would freely state that neither of us are very good at marketing um so, yeah, that's not the kind of thing I would do. I would just think, oh, that's nice, and then <laughs> never think, oh, yeah, I should do more of that, uh, and I must push <laughs> it hard, and, you know, yeah, I wouldn't. Um, I think we've touched on making a podcast. That's obviously a, a, in our, um, or in any niche, in any kind of work <laughs> that you do, That that is a really good one. It's amazing how much time it takes, though, isn't it? It really does, well, rob you of <laughs> your time is the wrong word, because I really enjoy doing it, but it does, It's not. it's not a question of, it doesn't take an hour a week, does it? even though it, it the product is let's say just under an hour, forty minutes or so it, there isn't an hour's work in this each week for either of us, is there? no well, we were terrible really I think because there's so much more we could do with it we it takes
1: you know, we get a chance to do it and we don't get a chance really to go and promote it or or to plan what we're doing so yeah, but but uh, but that's the way we decided to do this, didn't we really? We were just chatting to each other and found similarities yeah. And and thought that would be a you know a fun thing to do even if nobody listened to us.
0: Well, the the interesting thing is when we were starting out, I read a few um, online articles and and followed a couple of courses. I'd never quite finished anything, but um, th- nobody really approaches it with the sort of laissez-faire attitude that you and I have got. Most people <laughs> have got a, a strategy and a plan and a and a way of monetizing it, whereas. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas we just <laughs> gas on and on, um, but that that suits. I think that suits both of us. It's going to be, we're going to just stick with it and see what happens. Maybe that in itself is good enough um yeah it'd be interesting if anybody does hear this exact few minutes and you've got some ideas of what we should do because we, we absolutely don't claim to be experts in any of this marketing stuff if you've got any ideas please stick them in the comments because both mm-hmm. david and i i think it's fair to say read every single comment and probably reply to 99 percent of them in some way shape or form so if you've got any ideas for what we should do with this podcast do let us know we'd, we'd love to hear um online tutorials is another thing the I know you've done yeah. lots and lots of this. So you, presumably you, you do this because you feel it's beneficial to the community. But again, has it proved to be a good marketing tool?
1: I think it will be. Um, I, I, you know, there was no real intention to start this. I've always liked um, doing some recording. I, I used to do it in some previous work. Not that that much, so I'm still learning on this. But uh, I like the idea of doing it. I thought no one would listen to it. Uh, I thought it would die. But there was a bit of a gap for me uh, because, you know, my friend Colin Cartwright, your dynamic beaver, was doing some on Beaver Builder, and he kind of stopped. So I thought, hmm, I'll I'll, I'll have a bash. And it's just taken off because people are being so kind. Mm. But it has been great. I'm surprised by the numbers, and I'm surprised how many people I can now talk to uh, and how many friends I've made who I like, you know, who I really value now. Yeah. through doing that yeah. and, and I think that's opened up opportunities because I get to hear a bit about their businesses or, or work overflow that they might have so if I was really looking out for work now I think it would have really provided me with quite a bit but actually because I know what I'm doing over the next year pretty much I'm turning down
0: opportunities a lot mm. Oh Well that's interesting I mean it's nice that you put something in because obviously you give all that stuff away um, gratis and it's good to think that should you have needed it the community would have uh, it would have been a good marketing tool it could have got you some work and and kept you going um and probably would have led to some more tutorials because you'd have encountered lots of new problems along the way what else have we got oh no sorry of course no i was just going to say on that
1: one i would just say because when i did it i didn't think anyone would listen to me i didn't think i was very clear in how i did it and and they've been appreciated I i don't think what I do is very professional at all, but I'd really urge people who felt that they wanted to do something like that not to get stuck with what held me back initially from doing it a long time back. Was that that fear that you know imposter syndrome thing, or that fear that you're not good enough, or whatever? I just put stuff out there and and try and help people because it uh, you know it's really taken me aback how mm. you know how it's changed things for me.
0: I did a couple. Related to tool sets, this is going back, you know, three months Mm. or so. I did a couple, and that's that's the only foray I've had into putting tutorials online. But I was really surprised how how many comments I got back. Uh, It was really surprising. You kind of think because I know it, it's probably Mm. not that important to anybody because it's obvious. That was my thought. I think I, I was never too bothered about the speaking to the microphone or any of that, but it was more. Well, if I can figure it out, then anybody can mm. figure it out. But what was nice was people saying, "Oh, that's good. That was that was worth it. I read it, uh, sorry, listened to it, and watched it." And mm. um, and I I also less so in this podcast, but I I, I like to inject humor, so I was a bit mm. stupid in it, and you know put silly things on the screen and whatnot and um and that that, that seemed, to, seemed to have jived with a few people as well which was interesting just got a few comments about that so that was nice because that's authentically me um <laughs> now i've never done this one and i don't have any intentions of doing it but you know speaking live speaking attending word camps and doing that kind of stuff i am um, i am going to WordCamp london um later on this year in march um, I'm quite excited about that, but I definitely wouldn't wish to speak there. That I think would <laughs> would bring palpitations to me, because then I truly would be surrounded by people who knew what they were on about, and uh, the imposter syndrome would feel enormous. I think.
1: Yes. Well, I've got my uh, Ullipur, um word camp that I go to where I am speaking. I'm really nervous. Um, <laughs> no, it's a smaller affair, and I think it'll be more friendly. But, uh, uh, yeah, I'm I quite nervous about that.
0: That would, you know, if you did attend one of the bigger word camps and you did manage mm-hmm. to do a speaking um, engagement, I think mm-hmm. that would massage your QDOS quite a lot. I think it would gain you a great deal of credibility. That It would be a powerful thing to do. I'm just not there yet. I've got a friend who... Um, has applied to do some speaking at the WordCamp in London. I've not heard back yet as to whether she is uh, has been successful because the 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 bids only closed the other day. But I hope she is because I would dearly like to go and see her talk and see what it's like. But it's interesting because the topic that she has picked is a non sort of technical one, so it's not mm. wrangling code or you know showing off your credentials yes. as a developer. Um, so that's interesting. I didn't really realize until she said that to me having not been to a word camp before that, that that kind of topic was up for up for um, up for speaking about um, i didn't realize there was such a broad range but maybe maybe if when i go this time the fear will evaporate from me and i'll i'll put myself up for it you never know um yeah. whichever way you look at it i think being authentic in all of these things whether you do live tutorials or stand up in front of a crowd at word camp or whether you make a podcast I think being authentic is the key. I think there's way too much stuff, way too much marketing stuff on the internet. And I'm looking at you, Facebook, um, where <laughs> I, am, I am turned off immediately by the brashness of it. I think that's something about being me, possibly about being British, which is, I know, a gross exaggeration and generalization. But, you know, when I see an 18-year-old child sitting in front of a Ferrari, you know, sipping cocktails and things like that. It, it it just doesn't work for me. I think I was drawn to your videos because it was just you talking in the way that you probably talk to anybody in the street. And that, that for me really is very powerful. I don't like the hustle and the marketing and the slick. I like authentic, yeah. Yeah, well, we've just lost all our 18-year-old viewers now. <laughs> well, viewers, <listeners. laughs> yeah. yeah it's not an ageist thing it's an it's only ageist when you create ridiculous marketing content
1: <laughs> I, I think you know that's the biggest hurdle i think if you're going to put yourself out there i uh, we we skipped one of the things actually on our list here which was content marketing and blogging mm. and uh, you know i've had a few attempts at this blogging and uh, <laughs> and i found it really difficult to write just generally I find it difficult to write and but but also express my thoughts but it gets even more complex when you're trying to find your voice and I think that's the the difficult thing about trying to put content out there for some reason you you have to look at what's gone before then you have to get over the hurdle of thinking well all these people who are writing on it know much more than me
0: Mm.
1: (laughs) and then uh, and then also find just how to kind of put stuff out there just really being yourself, which, you know, I think all of us, well, certainly me, I I can't bear to listen to myself or see myself behave, but I kind of just figured that you might as well just do it and be yourself because, you know, if I think I'm a bit of a, a dick, (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have used that word.
0: <laughs>
1: People are going to think that anyway, so I might as well just do it. You know, I can't present a new me, so.
0: No, I think I think it's, um, I struggle with blogging. I have tried it and I always fall off the wagon very quickly. And I think for me, it comes down to the fact that I've just got to acknowledge that I'm not somebody that's willing to sit and write. It just doesn't work for me over a long period of time. I can do the Twitter and I can do the Facebook because it's quick. You write a few sentences and press return and you're done. Whereas this platform, the podcasting, I am drawn to it. It it suits me. It suits my uh, personality. So I'm kind of settling into podcasting much more than I ever did with blogging. So we're on episode number nine of this. I've never done a blog post for nine weeks in a row. Never. Not even close um mm-hmm. and so i just think that's me that's my personality and but i think it's you can have an enormous success if you are a capable blogger and you put out good content in fact i would go as far as saying you know that that is the, the golden bullet if you are a good blogger you write good content and you are consistent and it comes out often that's i i think that will ultimately lead to um to to, to great marketing, I, I would imagine a lot of business would come your way through doing that would were you able to stick at it mm. yeah right um yeah, being an authority on something um you know getting to be the expert in one or two or possibly three areas I think that that can be a, a very effective marketing tool a, a, a couple of examples that just came into my mind was Chris Lemmer. I think that's how you pronounce his surname, mm. Chris Lemmer. He he seems to have got a couple of areas where he's just the man. So whenever I mm. Google things like membership plugins or things like that, everybody talks about his his reviews and he's very thorough and mm. he, he's got that area. He's totally sewn that up. And then Chris Coyer, again, I think I've pronounced that mm. right, CSS. You know, if you want help with CSS, he, his blog... Always comes within the top couple, and I always, I always, if I'm looking to solve a CSS problem, I always go to him um, because I figure it, it'll be well done. So, becoming an authority in an area, I think that's really hard because it takes years, years and years and years, probably. But I think that would be a, a, a tremendous marketing um, tool, yeah. No, well, it's interesting with those two comparing those because uh, I think.
1: Chris Lima kind of just showed you what you can do because I remember before Chris Lima really seemed to start blogging. um, I think you know talking about WordPress blogs, uh, most people were saying you know it's there's too much written about it now, too many people out there writing about it to anybody for anyone to to make their mark. And Chris Lima, I think he was doing daily posts, and and you know within probably six months, you know he (laughs) he was standing above everybody, you know so. You know, when people said there's no room any longer for somebody to talk about WordPress, you know, Chris Lima comes and he's he's kind of almost like a, a number one authority for many people. Yeah. And uh, Chris Coyier, uh, I think he goes sort of pre 2006. I think that's the kind of if you're if you're in that sort of time zone, you were probably one of the earlier people talking yes. about WordPress. Yes. And if you'd done it consistently, you you were gonna you're know, gonna stick around for a yeah. while. But
0: I think yeah. the thing about Chris Lima or Lemma is that um so, yeah. yeah, he he genuinely I think his credentials are strong, aren't they? It's not like he's he's built himself mm. up in six months. Yeah, sure. He he's got a background and he's steeped in it, so he really does have all of that deep knowledge. And again, Chris Koya, you know, has been employed by some mm. very big um companies to do some very complicated things. But who would you know, there must be a thousand people just like them who none of us have mm. ever heard of, because they just do the nine to five and they show up. And having the um, having uh, having allocated uh, what is a significant amount of time putting out content is incredible, and and it has led to them probably getting jobs that they would never have been um, considered for and, unless they'd done mm. that. It's almost like um, they're kind of the Facebook. Sorry, not Facebook. they they are some of the WordPress. Um, superstars, if you know what mm. I mean, like rock stars mm. in that community. And if you can mm. sort of I think I think a lot of people are trying to get into that little clique. If you can make it into the, the rock star WordPress elite, you'll probably be mm. set for life if you keep if you can keep that momentum going. Um but yeah, you know, not, not necessarily mm. <laughs> for me. But good luck to those mm. people. I, I need them in you know, when I do Google searches, they provide a lot of um invaluable content. The last one on my list, which is the probably the one that should have come top, is just plain old SEO marketing your website through the Google search. Hmm. I I don't spend hours pontificating about this and worrying about it. I set it up, tweak it every so often, um, anonymise my browsing, and then go looking for things that I think I ought to be ranking for. And sometimes I do all right. Some weeks I'm not so good. You know I'm top four or top two or top six or whatever but I don't stress too much about it Um, but I know that that would be if I could allocate some more time to it that probably is something I would spend more time doing
1: Mm. The one thing that I I wouldn't mind talking to you about because in a way we've gone different routes on this you've got picture and word which is your sort of company brand Mm. but did did you ever think about that on whether you should just go as Nathan Wrigley did you yeah was, what was the thought process
0: Well when I began doing websites in HTML I I did it with a couple of friends who were also at the same place as me um one of them though was a, was great at copy still is um and one of them was uh, you know was into coding and all of that kind of stuff and and so we decided to do it together um it didn't last for long and we didn't fall out or anything we just they went off and did their own thing and and because they were going off to do employed work. They didn't want to take the picture and word thing with them. So I just carried carried on. I do own NathanWrigley.com. I literally don't even know what's on there. I'm guessing there's some sort of... I'm just going <laughs> to Google it now. It's not Google it. I'm going to type it in. Into the web browser. There's probably some sort of holding. Yeah, there's some sort of. Oh, wow, it's a Beaver Builder install with some lorem text on it. So I do have it. And all, all I have that for is just emails. Occasionally I'll send out an email from nathanwrigley.com. Um, it's a bit of a vanity thing. I don't know why I have it. But that's the reason we set it up so that the three of us could work together. Um, mm-hmm. And then they moved away, stepped away from it, and that's it. And now I keep it going. I quite like it. I quite like having it not be me because yes. I have this pretension that at some point I'll, there'll be me and a few more people working under the banner of picture and word. If it was yes. just me and I, re- I really was serious about only being me forever, I probably would just go with Nathan Wrigley. But yeah, that that's the reason. And at times, yeah. I, I wish it wasn't. At times, I wish it was just me because sometimes I struggle to think, for example, when I'm replying to YouTube comments i've got I've got a Nathan Wrigley account and I've got a, a picture and word account and I, I think which one which one would be best here <laughs> and so that then, yeah it does it does present a little bit of friction but not a lot
1: yeah no, I was thinking about that because I th- you know we've spoke about this before I think we said about um, personal branding being quite important and you know how generic so many um, web design websites are themselves, how they seem to be offering the same thing and the only thing that might make somebody stand out is putting themselves up front you know so you say here's the offering and here's who you're working with yeah I mean, yeah I think and, um, uh, go on sorry no it was just I think you know that's that's one of the the difficulties at the moment and I, it, that's why I asked you about yours because I, I switched my plan you know because my real business although I'm doing sort of okay I'm working and and making websites for somebody else my real plan is to have another business which has another name separate to me and I was going to put all my work into that and decide to do my promotion through that. And then I switched and took all the stuff off about on my own name, <laughs> David and just turned that into a blog. Because I thought it's going to be so much easier to sort of network and talk to people as a genuine person just being David Wormsley. And yes. then I'll redirect that business that might come or anything like that to my other business which has its products to sell to people and keep if you like keep the commercial me away from the the the, the stuff where i ask people for money yeah. so i keep the personal me yeah i
0: know what you mean i think it would be if you were approached by a medium business they would mm. prob- possibly um be a little bit more persuaded by a company than by yeah. a, an individual especially if you were Asking them to, I don't know, selling them the whole package of hosting and website care and all of that. The idea, uh, somehow a business feels a little bit more yeah. um, suited to that. But, um, I, I don't really know um, whether that's true or not, but it, it feels like that would be we would be the case. Um, yeah.
1: Did, did you get the point I was kind of trying to get to really? Because huh? I, I didn't really get that out well. But just the fact that that decision about when you were doing most of your a promotion as a person, which is what we're doing now. We're talking as real people. I found it, I needed to then have that David Wormsey as a sort of central point that I could send people to. So at the beginning of this, I was hesitant about what I'm saying. So you're saying your business name and I'm saying David uh, Wormsley, uh but in a way, I'm just David Wormsley, So why do I need to say .com? Yes,
0: know? yeah, it's an interesting point because I mm. because my NathanWrigley .com is nothing. It's an, in fact I mm. should probably just take it down. Might do that in a few minutes. Um, there's there's no point. Well, the the only thing I've got is my picture and word thing really. So I I plug it through there, mm. and I don't really um mention my name i don't think even on that site maybe i do i can't remember i should probably look into that Mm. and see because it would be good to marry the two things i think that would be a good a good marketing technique Mm. um how are we doing for time we're on 45 minutes do we have anything more to contribute to this or do you think we're there i think we ought to finish up now yeah okay um In which case, we've probably still got quite a lot to talk about on this topic. Who knows? It might be one that comes up next week or the week after. Keep keep it going. Please put some um, put some comments in the um, the the Facebook. You know, the Beaver Builder Facebook group is where we tend to hang out a lot, but also on the website wpbuilds.com. And you know, we, we love to hear those, and we love to respond to them. The other thing would be, we need a little pithy phrase, don't we, David? We need a, a, a Yorkshireism or an English phrase to stick in. What have, what have we got this week? Do we have one? Oh, I haven't got one. Since. What could we have? Just thinking off the top of my head. Um... Let's go for that. Let's just go for... <laughs> so that's a series of M's. Loads of M's, one after another, and then we'll make sure to think about that for next time. So I'm going to fade the music in. I'm really enjoying the hunt for cheesy music. I also enjoy the hunt for the thumbnails for these podcasts. I try to find something colourful and silly, but the music cracks me up every time when we finish this. I find a piece of cheesy music, and and here it comes. Enjoy it for the next few seconds. So um, I'm Nathan Wrigley from (laughs) pictureandword.co.uk. And you are... Sorry, I interrupted... (laughs) We'll practice this at some point, I think. Yeah, Yeah, I'm David Wormsey from davidwormsey.com. Thank you, David, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.